Growing and scaling a business is complex. It can be very scary and lonely trying to navigate it all. It comes down to the community of trusted people you surround yourself with. Let's dive in to the Business as People podcast. Hey, Ryan, welcome back. You are the tax specialty guru, partner at Cunningham and Associates. This question is probably pretty common, but I think a lot of people approach it differently. You know, there's multiple ways to get to the summit to optimize your savings and taxes, but when should someone start planning to make sure they're ensuring optimal savings? Yeah. So Tom, thanks. As always, pleasure to be here with you today. Always interesting topics. Really what we're, we're talking about today is tax planning and preparation. And really when it comes down to an organization's tax obligation, how do you position both the organization and the owners that may bear a portion of that tax to the best situation available, right? We want to optimize and lower that tax the best we can. First, you mentioned the word preparation, and, and I just want to highlight there are really two different acts of taxation. You have, you have the preparation of the tax returns, which is essentially taking results from the period that you're preparing, generally a year, and you're taking those results, inputting it correctly, technically correct, into the tax forms and submitting those tax forms to the governmental agency that ultimately you have to pay the tax to or receive a refund if you're in that situation. And then you have the other half, which is planning. And that really occurs before the period ends, right? There's a joke in, in the tax industry that there's very little you can do after the year is closed from a planning perspective. But if you have the, the situational awareness and what's going on with your organization beforehand, you can actually take action to lower your tax obligation. So there's two different sectors. One more of preparation, sending the invoice to the IRS, and the other is the active exercise of lowering taxes. And that's really where the planning, that's where we spend most of our time is in in the planning sector, because we find it to be important to really focus on an organization situation and, and try to optimize. Now, taxation has also changed wildly over the years, you know. 30, 40 years ago, you had like one option. You become a C-Corp and there's very few things that you can do from a tax planning perspective. But what's happened is over the years, there have been many different entity types that have been developed and passed. And, and so now there are a lot of options. The other thing that's happened and is Congress policy through taxation. So now what you have is these very specific tax incentives may be directly related to an industry or a situation or a certain type of purchase, whether that's real estate or asset based, all of these different incentives are, are very different and it could be very different from organization to organization. The other thing that's happened as recent as 2018 is, you know, the tax code gets completely rewritten to incentivize, say, small businesses or, you know, the, the corporate tax rate was lowered. When, when those things happen, when these major tax reform things happen, organizations need to take a step back and say, how does this impact me? And how can we go ahead and and retool our tax plan to optimize the results? And, you know, it's interesting with with taxes, you have a couple different ways that you can reduce taxes. You have timing differences. So say you purchase something and and you take out a five-year note on that asset, There's certain tax provisions that potentially can allow you to write off that asset all in the first year that you purchase it, right? That's a more vanilla tax planning exercise, but that's a timing difference. You can pull that into a current year and then defer. The other type are are permanent 
changes where maybe you make a change to your structure where you can have maybe a one-time impact to taxes, which would be beneficial, but that's a permanent deferral because you don't need to recognize that uh, impact later on. And then you have credits and deductions. So there are several segments that you and I come have talked about where these, these specialty incentives, where you can eliminate taxes dollar for dollar by simply identifying and, and claiming these different incentives. And often those are direct policies from Congress. Uh, for example, we touched on R&D tax credits in an earlier segment, that innovation, that's an example of uh, direct industry, direct activity incentives pushed directly from Congress. So there's a lot of different options there. The other thing that we talk an awful lot about, Com, is, and this is super cliche, I get it, but it's universal. It's the old, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Many organizations do really well. They run a super good business. And then when it comes down to it, all that profit, they get taxed at 30, 40%. And they just lose so much of it because of a lack of planning. Or it could be a lack of efficiency in terms of how, say, a business owner takes money out of the business. I know many, many business owners that we've met. And when we go through a tax review, you know, they're on for a, a very large, say, W-2 wages. We say, this is interesting. You're on for very high W-2 wages. Have you considered other ways to take money out of your company, whether it be a distribution or a rent payment, or there's a variety of ways you can take money out of the company. And they say, no, I never had that conversation. I say, why not? said, I don't know, never asked a question. But it boils down to it is a, a change come to say just the way an individual takes money out of a business could result in a net 10% tax savings or more depending on how the structure looks. Now, when you're talking about 10% here, 10% there, a lot of these little changes can add up to very, very large savings. So it's incredibly important to take an, an active ownership as business people in your tax situation, I understand not everybody's into tax and it doesn't interest them, but you take ownership and what you're paying in tax, ask the questions of how can we do this better and be proactive. Every single year that I've been with my firm, it's 17 years, there's been something in taxes that has impacted our clients and we need to talk to them about it. And if you wait till after the year end, generally it's too late and you've missed an opportunity. I love the passion <laughs> because like, I know you talk about this all the time and same thing when it comes to us, working with businesses to figure out how they scale, right? And we work with firms like just you guys, because it takes a team of people to come in, hence the podcast name, my business people, to really help a business understand the profitability, revenue, and just maximize everything across the board. What are some of the, the common things that people should consider and ask themselves during this process? Yeah, and I am enthusiastic about taxes, and some people call me crazy for it, and I normally will have a little bit of a bet the first time I meet somebody new, and I say, look, I'm going to do my best to make you enthusiastic about taxes, and if I can't, I'll, I'll buy you lunch or something. It's important. I feel very important for people to understand their situation, right, because that's how you take ownership. It doesn't need to be complex, and you can make it very complex if you go into tax code. It's, it's just understand so you can make good decisions. Taxes is one of the largest expense line item in an organization's profit and loss. So I want to help lower tax. I want to help organizations get a better understanding of taxes. Now you mentioned questions. You know, it's interesting. Every tax situation is different. And you talked about organizational growth and scale. Well, the other half of it is, you know, whether they're beginning an organization or exiting an organization, right? So you have that full business cycle. So oftentimes taxes we'll start with what is your position as an organization and, and what are you planning on doing? So getting an understanding 
of the business and the goals and, and, and what that strategy looks like and timeline. So then if you're looking at, you know, an organization that is just starting up, maybe there's a larger cash flow needs and there's some goals you want to position your tax plan to, to help support the current needs. You may be, say, more aggressive with deductions in the beginning to help with cash flow, where versus maybe at the end, there's less investment in assets because you don't want to have as much debt. So, you know, there's different strategies depending on where an organization is, which is such a key point because you don't often talk about an organization's position when you're just looking at preparation. If you talk to many tax preparers, it's like, okay, yeah, this particular company is a, a manufacturing company. What do they manufacture? What type of equipment? I don't know. So, you know, understanding where an organization is going, understanding where your business position is, understanding the specific activities of that business and tying all that into a robust tax plan, that's one of the most important things, the most important exercises we go through in our organization to ensure that the plan we're putting in place not only takes into account the current, but the future and where the organization is going. I mean, people talk about plan and strategy. I think it's a jargon that people throw around all the time. I think that's definitely a fundamental piece. And the next piece, right, similar to what you guys do, is execution. Because I think the missing piece of it is like you can just have concepts and strategies in the planning. But if you don't execute, you might as well not even have the plan because you're not even doing yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. So this is awesome. Awesome time. I'm sure a lot of people might have some questions here to follow up. So Ryan, how, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah. So you can reach out to me via email, rfoley at jec-llc.com or call me direct 508-400-5827. I'm sure Com will put that information in the notes. Yep. Everything will be in the show notes. Appreciate your time today, Ryan. Go out there guys and maximize that profitability. If you have any questions and topics you'd like us to cover, please email me at podcast at or message me on LinkedIn.